if I say Michael Cohen to you and I tell you that he pleaded guilty to lying to Congress, do you know what I'm talking about? Because most Canadians apparently don't. You do know the name Robert Mueller, but you're not sure quite what it is he does. And he's the special investigator who's looking into what kind of ties there might be between the Trump campaign and Donald Trump and Russia, if indeed there are any. And this is daily fare for our American cousins. But here we hear about it and we go, ho-hum, what does it matter? Reggie Cicchini joins me and he is with our Washington Bureau, Global National's Washington Bureau, of course, in Washington. So I'm watching television today, Reggie, and uh, it's one of the American news channels. And I see... uh, a, a crawl across the bottom of the screen that says, Michael Cohen pleads guilty. Trump says Cohen is a liar. Tell me what I'm looking at. Well, I mean, what we're looking at right now is the one of those opportunities for uh, somebody to look at the president and say all of those comments that you've been making, saying that the Russia investigation is a hoax and that the Russia investigation is a witch hunt, are not true. What this guilty plea today was from Michael Cohen was for him uh, saying that he did, in fact, lie to Congress, and it had to do with uh, conversations and connections between then-candidate Donald Trump and people inside Russia linked to a real estate development. And this is what the special counsel's office has been going after now for the last uh, year and a bit or more. So this is an opportunity to read that as the Russian witch hunt is not a witch hunt. Okay, so the conclusion of the average listener out there right now hearing this is either the uh, the Giuliani text that came out today, which is uh, on behalf of President Trump saying uh, Trump didn't do anything that uh, he has to feel bad about, Michael Cohen is a known liar, you shouldn't believe any of this. So this is the ongoing saga for the past two years uh, that we could call he said, she said. What's really going on? You're on the scene. Uh, You've been watching this on a day-to-day basis. Are we to believe that there are ties between Russia and President Trump and that Michael Cohen is indeed telling the truth now after lying to Congress then? Well, if you want to listen to the special counsel's office, then yes, you can sit there and say Michael Cohen is telling the truth, because from what we received today, information from the special counsel's office is that they do believe that Michael Cohen is A, telling the truth right now, and could potentially have further information. What we read today was that Michael Cohen lied to Congress when he said that there were no communications, or he said that those communications had stopped before what they called the Iowa caucuses, kicking off election year at the very beginning of 2016. It turns out now those conversations had continued well into 2016 towards almost the summertime, around mid to late June. This meant that Donald Trump, after all the times he said on the campaign trail that he had no conversations and no connections with with Russia, that conversations were in fact happening with Russia, and that conversations were happening not only between Donald Trump and his lawyer at the time, Michael Cohen, but between members of Donald Trump's family and the Trump organization. So if you want to believe that, you know, the the special counsel's office says that they believe Michael Cohen, this is your opportunity to believe Michael Cohen. Okay, so um, this is your opportunity to believe Michael Cohen, and there's half of the U.S. that does and half of the U.S. that doesn't, and the rest of a world that uh, at this point hasn't got any reason to care. But uh, we're trying to provide some context so that people who are listening to us do care. The interesting thing about Cohen is Cohen had the option to say, I don't know anything. Why? Because I suppose you could cite uh, attorney-client privilege. He was, after all, a confidant, a significant confidant, and a significant um, attorney acting on behalf of his client, then non-president Donald Trump. But he comes forward, and I guess um, the the uh, office of Robert Mueller has enough on 
what happened, for him to be afraid that he's going to spend a significant amount of time in jail, and by providing cooperation, he's going to escape significant time in jail. Is that reasonable? Absolutely it is. This is an opportunity for Michael Cohen to butter up Robert Mueller to say, look, you already have information on me. I'm already going to jail because of all of these uh, uh, financial crimes that I've been linked to and that I've been pleading guilty to over the last couple of months. But what I would like to do, me as Michael Cohen, is potentially lessen the amount of time I'm going to stay in jail because I do have information that could help what you are actually charged to do, and that is look into the Russia investigation matter. So Michael Cohen now opening up saying, look, I lied then because I was loyal to the man that I said that I would take a bullet for. I was known as his fixer. I was close with President Trump for very many years. I'm now breaking that. Here is what actually happened. If this helps me stay out of jail longer, sure, I'm going to talk as much as I need to. Take me down the road and take our listeners down the road and tell us as a result of this, because there's a piece of news that comes out of it every single day, what happens to Donald Trump ultimately? Is there going to be enough uh, in the hands of Robert Mueller and company, to um, levy charges of some sort against the President of the United States and is going to affect his ability to run for re-election or even stay in office at some point. Well, it's difficult, if not impossible, to bring charges against a sitting president. Uh, you know, that's, that's, that's something that's long inside the Constitution of the United States. So what this could do is, yes, potentially hinder Donald Trump's chances or willingness to run in 2020, because if he does get elected and, you know, things continue to come out from any kind of investigation linked to whether it's Russia, whether it's linked to the president's finances right now, that could hinder his ability to, uh, to, to lead the country, and we could see him resign. We saw this happen, you know, a number of decades ago with Richard Nixon. Uh, there could also be an opportunity, though, for the president to say, look, I'm going to put my foot down and I'm going to wipe all of these investigations clean and try to use this as his rallying base when he goes into the election campaign in 2020. They say, look, they've been coming after me for the last four years. I outlasted all of these investigations. I'm that strong. I can win this again. All right. So uh, if he were to take option A that you presented, wipe them all out, which I suppose he could at the stroke of a pen, um, now that things have changed a little bit with the midterms and uh, the Democrats are in control of the House of Representatives, does he have uh, the same or a lesser ability to do that? Or does he have the ability to actually do that at all uh, and, and look at the people of the United States of America without shame? Well, I mean, it's going to be difficult for him to be able to do anything now with Democrats taking over the House. Democrats are going to be able to, uh, you know, use the power of subpoena to be looking into things that further the investigation or that at least further uh, what the willingness of the Democrats are, whether it comes to legislative action or things that are just linked to Donald Trump and, and Donald Trump's kind of pre-presidency and current presidency. Uh, he, he may have an option of wiping all these things clear, like I said, but if he does do that, he, they, he, he very well could be hit with an obstruction charge by saying, look, the investigations were going on. You got in the way of these things. Now the Democrats in the House could potentially open up brand new investigations. So this is going to be a cyclical thing that happens, not only for the next couple of days and weeks and months, but if the president wins the election again, this will dog him for years to come. So whether or not, you know, you want to believe Michael Cohen right now or whether or not you believe the president, what you can believe is that investigations into Donald Trump will continue as they have. Well, if you want to keep score on this thing, ladies and gentlemen, and Reggie, you can join in with me here, I think what you have to do is you have to have a long sheet of paper, you have to take copious notes, and you have to watch the leaderboard because it changes on a daily basis, yes? 
Absolutely. This is something that, you know, we, we've been watching this uh, from the beginning, and we never know where it's going to take us. We never know who's going to be brought up. We never know what name is going to be brought up. And if you don't have your notes in front of you or you're just trying to pick this up from the beginning, it's not like a soap opera. You can't just pick it up and, and start watching from there. There are things that are coming back to haunt the president or the people covering the president from years and years past. Well, if you're a Washington News Bureau person like you, it's uh, the gift that keeps on giving. Reggie, thank you. Thank you. Reggie Cicchini with us from our Global National Washington Bureau. I'm Peter Sherman, and this is Global News Radio.